0: You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
1: Nine, nine, ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a off.
0: Live on the Exeter Sports Network. It's Exeter 2023 football, sponsored by the New Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, MikeDragoSports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale. Tonight, your Exeter Eagles host the Hempfield Black Knights. Now to the broadcast booth. Here are your announcers, Darren Ziner and Jerry Gellif.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Exeter Eagles Junior Varsity Football pregame Show on the Exeter Sports Network brought to you by Jerry Gelliff Media. Today, your Exeter Eagles take on the Hempfield Black Knights. That will get started at the top of the hour. But first, we are coming to you live, in Pennsylvania, the campus Exeter Senior High School. And Jerry, a first, of course, that's Jerry Gelliff. Jerry, say hi.
0: Good morning, everybody.
2: Good morning. I'm a little bit off today. (laughs) That's right. I'm Darren Zeiner. Welcome, everybody, in it. Jerry, it's a first for the Exeter Sports Network. Of course, the reason that we essentially got started with the network was to bring the kids, uh, their exploits on the field, home to parents and grandparents family and friends this is correct. and we have the pleasure of doing that today for the first time with the jv squad
0: well yeah you know i had a couple of the parents ask me why don't you do jv games and in fact last week two weeks ago maybe lisa tasker who's david tasker's mother said why don't you do a jv game and i said all right don't challenge me and that's when i talked to you and you said yeah man let's do it
2: absolutely of course Again, for the reason that we started, as I mentioned, we're able to bring these kids the future of Exeter varsity football to you. You're going to be able to obviously hear their exploits on the field today. Uh, We're going to get started right around 3 o'clock, as I understand it, so a few minutes away. But needless to say, a lot of talent out there, and the future for Exeter certainly looks bright just with what we've seen, even just warming up.
0: Absolutely, Darren. What I see is a big team, okay? Uh, I look across at Hempfield, and I don't mean size. I mean number of players. I look over at Hempfield, and perhaps there's 20, 25 players. Over here on the Exeter side, there's 35 to 40-something, do you think?
2: I would probably say so. It is a nice size.
0: Yeah. You got a lot of players here, and that's a lot to feed the system and – Keep feeding that system, you're gonna keep winning district championships.
2: Letting you know who you're going to be listening to, I suppose, as far as players on the field for the JV team at quarterback. It'll be number fifteen, Patrick Payne. He's a six foot three sophomore, 145 pounds. He's gonna share time with number sixteen, Jacob Hafer. He's a six-foot sophomore, one seventy-five. Take a look at the running back position. It'll start with Zumar Boston, number 26, a 5'7, 170-pound sophomore. We've seen him at the varsity level on occasion, depending on what the game is, and certainly impressed with what we've seen there. In addition to the backfield number 30, 5'4 inch, 120-pound dynamo sophomore Idris Weaver we'll see him as well. Take a look at the wide receivers, number 17 Aiden Rhodes, a 6 foot 152 pound junior. Take a look at maybe at the other side, Justin Priser, 5'11 146 junior. Taking a look at the line. We'll go through some players that you'll probably hear first off sophomore Chase Zandier, number 63. He's 6'5 303. Number 73, Avin Acuna. Yeah, tell me about it. A 5'11", 240-pound junior. He's number 73. Number 56, Israel Rivera, a 6'161-pound junior. Then we'll take a look at Elijah Moore, a 6'250-pound junior. Josh Liss, number 78, 6280 two sophomore and the little brother Matt Liss number sixty four he's a six foot one two hundred and thirty five pound freshman and Jerry you take a look at that offensive line one of the things that coach Bauer has always talked about at the varsity level that everything goes through the offensive line Seeing the size of these kids, yeah, I'm sure it does at the JV level too.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, that, that, that's why I laughed. I mean, you, you got and you got one six five, six one, six three, six five. Kevin Oswald, six, three, 200. I mean, you know, the shortest that you, you mentioned, I think, was five eleven. So, the numbers are. Uh, That's that's going to be daunting to the other side when when they look at the size of these guys.
2: I remember walking along the sideline at one point, and and obviously I I go all of 5'9", and just looking at these kids, it's like, my God, (laughs) just the sheer size of them. Of course, not only height, but as far as the the girth part as well, absolutely crazy.
0: Well, what do you always say about the first time that you went down to interview Anthony Cachese last year?
2: Oh, interviewing him on the field, basically looking up, you feel like a Looney Tunes character that he could have just (laughs) looked over and just pounded me into the turf. And that's exactly what it would have looked like. So Hempfield wins the toss. They defer, so they will kick off right to left on your radio dial. Kicking off for Hempfield, a 5'11", 150-pound sophomore, Brady B. Bisco Back deep for Exeter. Number 10, Jaden Ware. Taking a look at the far side. We'll give you that number if we see it. Here's a little pooch on the right side. It's taken at the 26. Coming across the field, losing his footing. He'll go down about the 33-yard line. Justin Priser on the return. So first and 10, Exeter. Ball on the 33.
0: Getting those binoculars out, eh?
2: (laughs) We're gonna try to go without the binoculars. We'll see what happens. Number 15, Patrick Payne will get the start here in the first half for Exeter. Flanked out to the left, Jaden Ware. So two receivers, prizers out there as well. Shotgun formation, eye to his left. The handoff goes to Zumar Boston. He bounces off the left end. He'll get the 40-yard line. So a gain of about seven. It'll bring up second and short.
0: So, Darren, what we saw was as Zumar Boston was being corralled, <laughs> I believe I saw him just stick his arm out and push somebody down. Uh, might be an indication. We've got a strong kid on our hands here.
2: Zumar certainly has the power. We've seen him at the varsity level as well, getting his way, and he will use that stiff arm to his advantage. Second and three, ball on the 41 yard line. Pain in the gun before the ball snap. Now the official starts the clock. Here's the snap. Fakes the handoff. He drops straight back. The lefty throws in the flat. It's complete to the near side. He's got the 40 inside of Black Knight territory. The catch made by Brandon Weller, a 5'11", 190 pound freshman. Takes it all the way to the Black Knights 36 yard line. 23 yards on the pass and catch.
0: Great catch by Weller, and what we also saw in the backfield was a lot of nice blocking to keep Payne free to make that pass.
2: First and ten, Payne in the gun, hands it off to Zumar. He's trying to run off the left side, but there's nothing there. He's brought down right away. Taking a look, coming up, making the tackle, Jordan Burkhardt, a 5'10", 185-pound sophomore. Actually will be a loss of one. Take it back to the thirty-seven. It'll bring up second and eleven.
0: Yeah, they just stacked him up right at the line. There wasn't, there was nothing he was doing with that.
2: Payne comes to the sideline, gets the play, breaks the huddle. Jaden Ware split left. Justin Priser split right. Zumar Boston sidecar to Payne. Here's the snap. He's got it. Fakes the handoff. He's rolling right. Tries to get around the corner. N- nothing doing. Nice job Braden Ebby A 5'11", 165 pound junior on the left end. Not fooled by the RPO. A further loss taking the ball back to the 40 yard line. It'll bring up third and 14.
0: Yeah, Eby read that really well and broke through the line and Couldn't bring Payne down, but had him in the grass when they blew it dead.
2: Exeter breaks the huddle. Sun poking through here in Riften. Payne in the gun. He's got Zumar Boston to his right. Single receiver left and right. Here's a throw over the flat. It's complete. They'll get the 35-yard line completed to Jaden Ware. Little slant pass left to right. Take it to the 33 yard line. It's a short gain of four. It's going to bring up about fourth and seven.
0: You know, Darren, I can't say that I have any real knowledge of the way JV games go, but I would imagine you almost always go for it on fourth down.
2: There is a good chance. So Payne breaks the huddle, he's in the shotgun. He's got Zumar Boston sidecar left, single receivers left and right. He drops straight back. The lefty looks, looks, fires over the middle. He hits his target, fighting for the first down. It looks like it's, I'll tell you what, it's going to be really close. We'll see if they give it to him right off the bat. Braylon Reinert. Six foot three, one hundred ninety-three pound freshman, and they're gonna say he comes up about a yard short of the first down. So Hemfield holds on the opening drive by Exeter, and they'll take over first and ten.
0: Darren, look at the the. Uh, there's a decent amount of people here. Good number of folks, folks from Hempfield apparently too, which is awesome to see. We've got cheerleaders, we've got teams, we've got coaches. We've got a football game here, Darren.
2: We're under six minutes to go. Here's a handoff. Trying to go to the right side, but absolutely nothing doing. Taking a look, number 64, Matt Liss in on the tackle.
0: 21, Ethan Caldwell on the carry for a loss of about
2: two. Ethan, a 5'11", 185-pound sophomore. We'll probably see him in the backfield a good part of the day. Quarterback for Hemfield number six, Aiden Boland, a 5'10", 155-pound sophomore. Was watching him in warm-ups. A nice arm on him. We'll see if he doesn't put it up a few times. He's in the shotgun. He drops straight back. He's looking right. He fires. He's Got his man at the 35, he makes a man miss. He's got the 50, the 40, he's gonna outrun everybody to the end zone and it's touchdown, Hempfield.
0: Wow, that one came out of nowhere.
2: The pass going to number 89, P.J. Poole, a 5'9", 150 pound sophomore. He gets it at the 45, slips a tackle, outruns everybody to the end zone. It's a 59-yard touchdown pass and catch. Really nice reception by the receiver. He
0: uh, he broke away from the pack and just turned on the Jets at about the 30 to make sure nobody would catch him.
2: Brady Bisco on for the PAT. Waiting for the official to put the ball in play. A late player coming onto the field for Hempfield. He's in place. Here's the snap. Bisco's foot's through it. And it is good. 4.56 to go here in the first. Hempfield on the board. 7-0. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Bussos Italian restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media.
2: We are back at Riften. A big play for Hempfield. Gives them the early 7-0 lead. Bisco has the ball on the tee. Back deep, Jaden Ware.
1: deep Eagles. Jaden and Idris
2: Weaver. Idris Weaver. The other, this one squibs along the right side. It's a live ball. Finally, Aiden Rhodes picks it up. Downs it. It's one of those where he was letting it roll a little bit, but uh, it's a kickoff, so he's got to cover that. Otherwise, if Hemfield's on that, it's their ball.
0: Let it roll the other way, Darren.
2: So they're going to put the ball at the 17-yard line and that's where Exeter will put it in play. Patrick Payne again, leading the offense. He'll have Zumar Boston, sidecar, he's in the shotgun. Actually, Zumar's behind him, nope, now he walks up, sidecar left, two receivers right. Here's a quarterback keeper running off the left side. He gets the 20, and that's where he's stacked up and pushed back. So give him a three-yard run. And it'll bring up second and seven. Ethan
0: Caulfield, again, on the stop, and he picked him up and just deposited him.
2: Well, I stand corrected. They brought the ball out to the 22-yard line, so call it a gain of five. And it'll be second and five. Exeter breaks the huddle. Payne will be in the gun. Zumar Boston will be sidecar right this time. Two receivers right. Ball on the left hash. There's the snap. He drops straight back. He's rolling to his right. He fires. He hits his receiver. I believe it's going to be Jaden Ware at the 40-yard line. A nice out ball. So 18 yards on the pass. Jaden Ware with a nice catch.
0: Turn, got a couple of extra yards. Out of the reception. They end up with the 41. First down.
2: Bring it to the 41. That'll make it 19 yards overall. First and ten on the 41, 3.40 to go here in the first. Payne's got the play from the sideline. He breaks the huddle. Justin Prizer will be split right, far right, as will Jaden Ware. Empty on the left side. We've got a power eye. It's a toss to... Jaden Weir actually running left, I believe. He's got the 50. He'll get to the 45 of Hemfield. So it'll take it all the way into Hemfield territory. There's a flag on the field just shy of the 40, the Exeter 40. They're gonna walk this one back against them. It's gonna be 10 yards. It's definitely a hold. So take it back all the way to the 31 yard line. It'll bring up first and 20.
3: Kevin,
0: who do we have for the for the carrier there? Because I saw the number 0-0. Zero, zero.
2: Well, I saw a zero on one side, so we'll have to check that. Here is a handoff. It's going to the right side. Not a whole lot there. Idris oh, Weaver. Idris Weaver. Okay. Yep, Idris Weaver I'm sorry. tries to run to the right side. There's nothing there. They get him for no gain.
0: That was 30, not 0-0.
2: That's right.
0: It's not really any easier to see, Darren.
2: <laughs> so second and 20 with the ball on the 31-yard line. Payne's got the call from the sideline. He joins the huddle. 2.25 to go in the first. It's Hemfield seven, exit or nothing.
0: Second and 21. Here's a long one.
2: Not too many plays you have in the offensive playbook trying to pick it up, so you're looking to get about half of it here. Payne's in the gun. He's got the power eye to his right. Fakes the handoff, dropping straight back. There is. He's all, He's got a defender all over him. He fumbles the ball. It's picked up, and they're going to walk it in. We'll see if they call him down the by contact, down. and they do. Number 31, Cam Rice, a six-one, two 210-pound sophomore, all over him. So Got they call him down. 15. It's a further loss. This is the old third and Burger King.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and there's not even a Burger King near here, is there? Not anymore. The one that was up there well, is gone. No, it- that that was Wendy's. Oh, a Burger King
0: right on Perky Omen, right off from uh, Exeter Uh, Diner.
2: All right. Well, it's going to take a while to get there, too. (laughs) So call it third and 35 with the ball on the 16-yard line. Payne in the gun. Two receivers right. One motion is where. He's going to take the pitch to the left. It's a jet sweep. He's still on his feet. He'll get to the 29-yard line, obviously well short of a first down. Jerry, you said you weren't quite sure at the JV level how many times you punt. Well, fourth and about 21, I think you're punting.
0: Yeah, I think this is one of them.
2: Taking a look to see if it's Robbie Gaston who's going to put this one in the air I'm not sure I see the three back deep Hempfield at their own 35. here's the kick nice it'll kick. bounce at the 38 he'll take it at the 31 a flag comes in trying to find somewhere to run not a whole lot of anything. But we'll take a look at the flag on the field. The flag sits on the Hempfield 41 and a half yard line.
0: Nice coverage. by number 20. Dylan Donati. Is this going to be a hold on Hempfield?
2: In all probability on a kick, that's what it's going to be. They are walking it off against Hempfield. The official walking it back even further, just outside the 25-yard line. Call it the 26. And that's where Hempfield will have it, first and 10. 12
0: seconds left in the quarter.
1: Come
2: on. Waiting to put the ball in play from the official. Unless they're going to put it in play and just let the 12 seconds run off the clock.
0: Is that what we're going to do?
2: <laughs> I don't think so. So, Hempfield over the ball now. QB Bolin, he's in the gun. Here's a handoff running right up the middle. He'll get the 30-yard line. A nice pickup on first down. Bring it out to the 32. It'll be a gain of six. It'll bring up second and four, and that'll do it for the first quarter. We've played one here at Riften. It's Hemfield seven, Exeter nothing. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gellif Media.
0: Football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind.
2: This is Riley Martinez, and you can listen to me throw more touchdowns all season long on Exeter Sports Network. Taking a look at some defenders out there right now. Number 40, Richie Orfield. He's a sophomore.
0: Number 50.
2: Yep, take a look at number 50, Andre Osborne, 5'10", 196-pound sophomore.
0: Troy Good, number 55.
2: He's a 5'10, 155 pound sophomore. Jake Franick, number 19. Number 19. He does the kicking duties for varsity. Six foot, 143 pound sophomore. Good to get their names in today. Hemfield over the ball, first and 10, excuse me, second and four ball on the 32. Here's a handoff, it goes right up the middle. He'll get tripped up just as he gets across the 35-yard line. That's close. That's a Not Zare quite. Portolan. Portolatin. There we go. Portolatin is going to be the name there. He's a 5'9", 155-pound senior. That field breaks the huddle. It'll bring up. Third and short, probably less than one. So Boland will be in the gun. Portalatin will be to his right sidecar. He'll take the handoff. He's running left around the end. He'll pick up the first down, but he's stacked up shortly thereafter. He'll get the 37, which will be enough for a first down. Waiting for the chain gang to go ahead and Move the chains on the far side. Just need to change the fourth down to a first down, and we'll be all set.
0: In my opinion, we need to come up with a better name than the chain gang. (laughs) It's a negative connotation. It's
2: the way it's always been. I know. So first and 10 for Hemfield. Ball on the 37-yard line. Bolton again in the gun. Portalatin to his right side car. Two receivers right, left side empty. Exeter jumps offside. So the flag comes in on the far side. This will be five against Exeter. Unfortunately, something the JV squad is uh, faced with as varsity as well, the penalty.
0: Darren Boland was really tricky there. He screened that one out and got him to jump. That was they, they worked.
2: Hey, that's that was Peyton Manning's uh, forte. Uh, it was just a matter of you change your your uh, cadence a little bit, you give him the hard count, you get the easy five. Aaron Rodgers noted for doing that. So Boland in the gun again. Portalatin sidecar right. Two receivers right. There's motion right to left. This is going to be a handoff. He bounces it to the left. Gets to about the 45-yard line. So first and five. Give him about three on the carry. It'll be second and short.
0: That ball carrier was Azir Portolot.
2: Nicely done. Thank you. So second and two. Ball on the Hemfield 45-yard line. They break the huddle. They're led by their center, number 55, Simeon Vine Vyland, a 5'9, 205-pound junior. So Boland in the gun. He's got Porter Latin behind him. Single receiver left and right. There's the snap. Faked the handoff. He's rolling right, looking deep. Fires it deep. They are, it was basically looking back at the ball. The catch is made at the twenty-yard line. By number 89, P.J. Poole. He's the one that has the touchdown for Hemfield. So the ball was in the air for quite a while. Jaden Ware turned around taking a look at it. It just was outside of his reach. And Poole goes up and makes the grab.
0: There was a nice arcing pass. The receiver had to come to a dead stop. He was at the absolute apex of what he could throw. But it was a very nice spiral as it was coming down. Nicely
2: thrown. Something that Hempfield's QBs have. They've got an arm. Jackson Landis, the varsity QB, throwing the ball all over the place. So here is Portalatin running off the left side. He's going to get the 15. And I think that's ultimately where they'll bring him down at. So call it a gain of six. It'll bring up second and four. Hempfield running off the left side a little more frequently here, early going. Six-and-a-half to go in the second. Boland has the call from the sideline. Joins the huddle. He breaks it. Portalatin will be behind him. He'll be in the gun. Single receivers right and left. Poole on the left, number 84, Caden Buckwalter, a 5'11", 180-pound sophomore on the right. They try to run it up the middle. There's not a whole lot there. He'll get about two from it.
0: Good job by Exeter to stuff the line there and keep that to,
2: was there any gain there, Dan? Actually, maybe one. So call it third and three with the ball on the 14-yard line. Nice job by the interior for Exeter being able to shut down that hole. Number 54, Aiden Reiking on the left side of 5'11". 5'10, 228 pound junior.
0: Got a bunch of these uh, Riking kids in this program.
2: Yes, you do. Hemfield breaking the huddle. Boland is going to be in the gun. Portalatin will be sidecar right. Two receivers right, one left. Here's the snap. He's rolling right. He's looking. He fires right. A flag flies. He hits pool at the 10 yard line. So it looks like it'll be enough for a first down. The, but is it gonna come back? The catch made in front of Jacob Franick, but we'll see about the flag. And indeed, they're gonna call procedure against Hemfield. Coming back. So walk off five yards there. It'll make it third and eight. Move the ball back to the 24-yard line. Just under five minutes to go here in the second. Hempfield waiting for the QB. Bolin to come in from the sideline. He's got the play.
0: Appears to be no
2: clock. I did take a look for that. There is no clock. So Boland will be in the gun. Portalatin will be sidecar right. They go trips right. Here's the snap. He moved beforehand, but no flag. They throw backside. Make the completion. There's nobody there. A flag comes in late. Getting into the end zone. Number 34, Jordan Burkhardt. The 5'10", 185-pound sophomore tight end. So they roll right. Everything went right. They throw back against the grain to the left. He's all alone able to stretch it into the end zone, but this one probably will come back as well. So Hempfield not doing themselves any favors. Yep, coming back. Looks like they're going to call holding on Hempfield. Wow. So it'll take the ball back even further, so a third and eight.
0: Touchdown negated.
2: Will now become something of a third and 18. Move the ball back even further to the 28 yard line. Those are the tough ones to swallow, you're able to punch it in, they bring it back because of penalty. Indeed. So Boland will be in the gun. Porter Latin will be sidecar right. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. He's looking. He's looking. A little pressure over the middle. Throws it behind the receiver. It's incomplete. Trying to hit number 86, Kyrell Lewis, a 5'8", 160-pound sophomore. But that's incomplete. It'll bring up fourth down. It'll be interesting to see if they don't just go for it here. They could punt it.
0: You have to. You have to go for it.
2: You know, you've got some talent on the right, on the, on the outside. Bolin has an arm to get it there, so I'm sure they'll give it a shot, and indeed they will. Two receivers right, two left. Bolin's going to be in the gun. port again, sidecar right. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. He's looking down the middle. He fires down the middle. It's incomplete. Looking for number 86 again, Kyrell Lewis. But that one a little bit too far in front of him. Throwing it into double coverage. It falls incomplete. It'll be a turnover on downs. And Exeter will take over first and 10 on their own 28.
0: Absolutely. Good play by the defense. And a pass not quite on target, turns the ball over.
2: One of those, I think he was trying to lead him a little bit, and the receiver could have heard footsteps as that ball thrown virtually down the middle of the field. So you know that safety, that strong safety back there just waiting to give you a shot. So Payne now in the gun. He's got Zumar Boston to his left. He's able to get it out after a lot of pressure, trying to hit his receiver, number 81, Landon Garrettson, a 5'11", 170-pound sophomore tight end, but it falls incomplete. Payne had a lot of pressure on him back there at the 20. Just able to get it away, and Garrettson couldn't come up with it.
0: Darren, even with all that hurrying, he got that pass off, the lefty quarterback Payne. And actually made a very nice pass. He, he threw it kind of into triple coverage there. And I believe one of them just kind of got their hand in and knocked it away.
2: Now taking a look, it's actually number 16. It's Jacob Hafer in the game now, a six foot 175 175-pound sophomore. Boston is going to be to his left. Here's a toss to Boston. Actually, it, let me take a look. I think it's Idris Weaver. There's not a whole lot there. He'll... Maybe get to the 25. In fact, it's going to be a loss of about three. Wow. Looked like a little confusion in the backfield there. There was motion coming right to left at the snap, and then it was a short toss to Weaver. And Hempfield equal to the task. A three-yard loss. It'll bring up third and 13.
0: Compounded by the Hempfield player that broke through the line. And that equals a three-yard loss.
2: Here he's in the gun. He's rolling to his right. He throws it up high. He hits his receiver. A flag comes in from the near side. So we'll see what that is. The catch made. Braylon Reiner makes the catch on the far side, but this one probably coming back feels like a hold. And there you have it, ineligible receivers. So this one comes right back. What a shame. They probably would have been a yard, a yard and a half short of the first, obviously going for it, but this will push them back even further to the 21-yard line. So third and 17.
0: So you're taking in two chunks. What do you say, Darren?
2: That's typically what you'll do in a situation like this. I must admit, though, I'm not a fan when you have a lefty QB, and I know they do it a lot at the high school level, even collegiately. Rolling a left-handed QB to the right, they've got to get those shoulders square. They've got to fire. Not an easy thing to do. And, And obviously, if it's something that you've conditioned your QB for, that's great. Just a, a difficult throw to make, and before the snap even comes this time to Hafer, this is going to be offside on the defense, so they'll give five back. Take that. So bring the ball out to the 26 yard line. Fourth and 12, actually third and 12 I believe. there's the snap he's rolling left rolling left he fires it deep it's over the head of Justin Prizer a flag comes in late the Hempfield defender is trying to make a case for the pass being uncatchable we'll see if that ends up being the case I'm going to guess not since Hempfield's walking back
0: Pass interference, Benfield.
2: So again, in high school, pass interference is, it's not a spot foul, it's a yardage foul. And as they that walk off first down. the 15, it will be a first down for Exeter. And that's good for Eagles, down. So bring it out to the 41-yard line. 2.06 to go here in the second. Hayfer over the ball. He's got Weaver's sidecar right, two receivers left. There's motion, prizer left to right. There's the snap. He drops back. He's looking, rolling left. Nothing. There he's hit. Tries to throw it away. Intentional grounding. Well, he's I'm I'm gonna assume they're gonna mark him down. Not exactly sure what the officials are calling here. We're gonna wait and see. It looked like he was down at the twenty. He tried to throw it away, which I agree with you, would have been intentional grounding. They're marking the ball at the 25-yard line, so essentially calling it an incomplete pass, I guess, or I'm going to say in the grasp. They didn't call intentional grounding, so he must have been in the grasp prior to.
0: Second and 26.
2: So the ball on the 25. I can't say Burger King this time because we're going in the other direction. So I'll say Boyertown. (laughs) Second and 26. There's the snap. He's rolling left, rolling left. He throws. It's complete. He hits Justin Pryser. He hits Justin Pryser, but there's a flag on the field. is there? Is there? Yeah, right there. Well, unless That's pink, unless that was just something that fell off.
0: That's something that fell off.
2: So they're going to call it incomplete. Apparently, Prizer couldn't come up with it. Looks okay, like ruled it out of bounds. I, he was pretty close to the sideline, but uh, thought he was probably well within to be able to make the catch. Obviously, didn't hit the sideline. It's incomplete. It's a third and twenty-six. Ball rests on the 25 of Exeter.
0: Once again, the referees disagreed with us, Darren.
2: Not a surprise. Hafer's got the call from the sideline. He breaks the huddle. There'll be two receivers to the left. He'll be in the gun. He'll have Weaver to his left. Sidecar. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. It's a short screen to the right side. Hits his receiver. He breaks one tackle. Trying to break another one. That's where he's gang-tackled at about the 37-yard line. So it'll be a 12-yard game. So Braylon Reinhardt comes up with the catch there. A screen to the right. Still fourth and a little ways to go.
0: Fourth and
2: 13 14-14. I'm going to say a timeout was called, 48.6. Exeter called timeout is what I'm told. What do you think, Jerry? I think we already missed it. Well, they're still on the sideline, but I guess that means we're keeping it here. and that's keeping it here. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. So as the sun peeks through the clouds on occasion, right now overcast here at Riften.
0: Scores Friday night, Darren.
2: We'll give you scores Friday night.
0: I got them pulled up.
2: Oh, we'll look at you. I was going to wait until halftime because okay, we were we going to have stuff half-time. to talk about during the game.
0: Okay. We'll wait until halftime.
2: So we're going to take a look to see what our temperature is right now. It looks like 59 degrees. Gorgeous weather for football.
0: Yeah, it's very nice here in the press box.
2: Indeed. Unfortunately, if Ava was with us, she would probably have the parka on three pairs of gloves. We love you, Ava. You know, you were you know, you know, were just cold, that's all.
0: She'd have people waiting on her. It
2: happened, <laughs> yeah. All right, so Exeter in the gun. So Hafer back, he's throwing it deep. He's looking for Jaden Ware. It falls incomplete at about the 23-yard line. He aired that one out. A post route there trying to hit it deep. It falls incomplete, so it'll be a turnover on downs.
0: Darren, he led him just about one yard too far. That would have been a beautiful play.
2: It's it's an impressive throw right there. He's probably got a good 45 yards in the air.
0: What is the flag?
2: Oh, and a flag on the near side.
0: Almost got to be interference, doesn't it?
2: Well, and if it's if it is interference, this would give Exeter a first down. The offense back on the field for Exeter.
0: Come on. Let's see. And it.
2: indeed it is pass interference on right. Hempfield. So on a fourth and fourteen, this will give Exeter the first down. And it'll take the ball into Hempfield territory. At the 48 yard line. Where it's first and ten.
0: And what do you have for penalties in this possession? It's gotta a, be 30 or 40 yards of
2: penalties. A few on both sides.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Haper's gonna be in the gun. Motion right to left. He's back. He's scrambling to his left, scrambling. He throws it up there. He's got a receiver. It the catch is made inside the 15 yard line. It is. Landon Garrison open inside the 15 able to pull it down Nicely done Exeter calls time 33.7 to go So there you go now that we know so we've got we've got the timekeeper Rich keeping us on our toes so it's 7-0 Hempfield. 33 seconds left here in the second. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. I heard it all names all over the,
0: the best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches burgers wings and so much more at margaritas the chicken and veal marcella are to die for and the pasta is second to none plan your next meal or party at margaritas stop in before or after the next game that's margaritas restaurant and bar 3600 kutztown road in laureldale
2: this is the exeter sports network First and 10, Exeter. Nice grab. Garrettson takes the ball down to the 10-yard line. Hafer's got the play. He comes in from the sideline. He's got the power eye to the right. Zumar Boston behind him. Fakes the handoff. He's rolling right. He fires right.
0: Interference. That's an easy the call. The receiver
2: hit at the 5-yard line before the ball even gets there. So Poole will be called with pass interference. So this one will be walked off against Enfield. Nice little roll out there as far as trying to get the edge on the pass. And again, before the ball even arrives, Poole basically did a Superman dive and knocked him over. (laughs) Launched himself. That's right. So take the ball to the five-yard line. It's first and goal.
0: 29 seconds left in the half.
2: Exeter breaks the huddle. Hafer will be in the gun. He'll have Weaver's sidecar left. Zumar Boston will be behind him. Two receivers left. The right side's empty. Fakes the handoff. He's rolling left. He's looking. He's looking. Still looking. were pivots. He fires it all the way across the field.
0: Beautiful.
2: Completed pass touchdown. He threw that one about 30 yards from the near side to the far side. (laughs) So Braylon Reiner comes up with the catch. That's one of those the ball was in the air such a long time. You're wondering if the Hempfield defense could get to it in time. They couldn't. They had committed too far to the left of the field and Reinert's able to corral it for the five-yard touchdown catch. Here's Franek with the PAT. His foot's through it and it's good. 18.7 to go here in the second quarter. We're tied at seven. We'll keep it right here. So a nice situation there. They were they were aided by penalties, no doubt, a 4th and 14, and they get the pass interference. But some nice plays there for the offense, certainly showing off Hafer's arm, being able to bring it to Prizer here on the near side, getting it to Reinert getting down there, and, of course, the touchdown pass uh, actually to Garretsen bring getting it down this far. Reinert across the field, and they tie it up at 7.
0: Yeah, it was all done with his legs, too. I mean, he kept himself alive in the face of four or five people chasing him down and completed that pass. As you said, it had to be a 30-yard
2: pass sideways. So we're all tied up at seven. Robbie Gaston has the ball on the tee. He approaches it. It's a squib. Picked up at the 35-yard line, running over to the sideline. Not a whole lot there. The ball was taken by Jordan Burkhardt, a 5'10", 185-pound sophomore. So he gets pushed out of bounds. Taking a look to see where they put it. Somewhere around the 40. Excuse me, the 39-yard line.
0: Burkhardt. Burkhardt. Where do I know that name from, Darren?
2: I don't know. Don't know where you might be able to know that name from.
0: It's a little inside. (laughs) Yeah,
2: just just a little bit. All right, so the five-yard touchdown pass from Jake Hafer to Braylon Reiner ties this game at seven. We'll have a couple plays left here in the second quarter. 13.2 on the clock. Boland will be in the gun. Two receivers right, two to the left. He drops straight back. He's looking down the middle. He fires it to the right side. Going into double coverage, and it's picked off. Aiden Rhodes playing center field. That ball was up there for a while. Trying to hit his receiver, Logan Dougherty, a 5'9", 150-pound sophomore. But Rhodes playing center field, pulls down the INT. And Exeter will have it. With five seconds to run off, the ball spotted on their own 30-yard line.
0: I'm going for it, Darren. How about
2: you? Well, we saw enough of that, and I'll say last year, where probably within the last 30 seconds of the half, if Exeter, of those 10 games, regular season games they played, they probably scored in at least half of them in the last 30 seconds. Such a big play team. Yep. Now in this situation, if you're Hempfield, you're playing back anyway. You'll give up anything up short, and obviously play deep. So before we even get the ball snap, the referee, uh, actually Hempfield, calls Time timeout. Out. So interesting.
0: Gonna ice them. Um,
2: just making sure that they keep uh, that everybody probably knows. Keep it in front of you. Nothing goes over top.
0: Right. Just to go over the instructions.
2: That's right. Can't fault him for that. But, Jerry, I will say it it is great to see as far as, again, the future of Exeter that we're seeing in front of us. A lot of talent, a lot of size, and a lot of talent to to look forward to.
0: Yeah, and as I said, uh, the numbers on the sideline, that's very encouraging because... We have seen teams that are barely covering you know, both sides of the ball. I mean, we've not seen it at, at, at the level where, where Exeter is in, in the 5 eight level, but you see it in smaller schools like just a couple of years ago. Kutztown had to forfeit games because they didn't have enough players.
2: Yeah, un- it's unfortunate when it happens, but it does. So Hafer in the gun. He's got Zumar Boston, actually he the ball it. on the ground. So a fumble as the clock expires. Hempfield actually recovered it. But luckily enough, as I mentioned, time expires. Braden Eby picks it up for Hempfield, but it's not going to hurt Exeter. We played one half here in Riften. It's all tied up at 7. We'll be back. With halftime comments after this break, you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, Projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragoSports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosSports.com.
3: The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdies' Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. Thank you for joining us for Exeter Football. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at Lancaster LancasterFullServicePainting.com.
0: Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network.
2: We are back at Exeter. 7-7. Halftime. Jerry, just taking a look at some of the plays that we saw in that first half again the pass, the pass game looks pretty solid they've justin prizer ran some nice routes you've got braylon reinert with the touchdown landon garretson with some nice grabs out there and of course you've got qbs that can get it to him
0: oh yeah you have to like what you're seeing here for the future of exeter football and knowing that uh The coaches that we see here are the same ones who are in the the, the mix at the varsity level as well.
2: So Robbie Gaston putting the ball on the 40-yard line. Ten minutes up on the clock. Back deep for Hemfield. Kyrell Lewis, P.J. Poole. They stand on their own fifteen. Gaston has it. He's approaching it. The ball in the air, and we are underway here in the second. He takes the ball at the 12-yard line. Still on his feet. He's got the 30-the 35. He's got the 40. A nice return. Will set up Hempfield in good field position.
0: The kid must have some oil on him because I got news for you. He kept slipping out of people's hands.
2: Put the ball on the 41-yard line. And that's where Hempfield will take over, first and 10. They'll break the huddle. Boland will be in the gun. He's got the snap, the handoff. Actually, a little bit of a miscommunication there with the running back. Take a look as far as a trio of Exeter Eagles make the tackle. Among them, Richie Orfield, Zumar Boston. Looked like a little confusion in the backfield between the QB and the running back. Azir Portalatin.
0: Defense read that perfectly, Darren.
2: So, a two yard, uh, let's say they'll probably put it a one yard loss. So, second and 11, ball on the 40 yard line. Boland in the gun, two receivers right, one left. There's the snap. Here's Portalatin again, almost the same thing happening. It's almost as if when he gets the snap, that Portalatin is a. Virtually running at the snap, and the handoff is not as clean as they would like. Needless to say, he'll pick up four. It'll make it third and seven.
0: That just seems like the kind of timing that needs to be worked out from reps. What do
2: you think? I would agree. So Boland will break the huddle. Portilatin will be sidecar right. Two receivers right. There's one tight end slot right. Boland moving, oh, actually getting a player off. There should actually be a flag here because they had 12 men in the huddle. There the flag comes out. There's the snap. They'll throw it to the far side. It's complete. He hits his wide receiver, Charlie Williams, a 5'8", 135-pound sophomore. But this one should be too many men in the huddle on Hemfield. As they were actually lined up, bowling the QB, escorting or yelling at one of the players to get off the field. So he obviously was in the huddle. So they're having a discussion. So they're gonna walk this one off against Hempfield. Okay, good. So it'll become third and 12 with the ball on the Hempfield 39-yard line after the penalty. Jaden Ware stretching on the near side playing cornerback today. Zumar Boston in at linebacker, Aiden Rhodes. Pretty much in a strong safety type position. Matt List there on the defensive line, as is Chase Zandier.
0: The amazing Zandier brothers, all three of them.
2: Kevin Oswald out there as well. We've got a timeout on the field. Hmm. 7.31 to go here in the third. We're tied at seven, we'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
0: So,s Italian restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300.
1: This is Zach Zandier, and if you want to hear more about the team and Exeter Sports,
2: tune into the Exeter Sports Network. Hempfield over the ball, Boland in the gun. Portalatin to his right. He's got the ball. He's rolling right, looking downfield. He's looking, he's looking. He's gonna get pressured. Fires it across. He hits pool again at the 47. He's got room to run on the far sideline. He skips through a number of would-be defenders. And gets all the way down to the one-yard line. Wow, Darren.
0: Crossfield pass.
2: He rolls Bolin rolls out to his right. He's beyond the hash. In between the hash and the numbers, throws it all the way across the field to the 45 of Exeter, where Poole is waiting for it. Makes the grab. And as he's running on the far sideline, he's making two and three individuals miss. Ultimately brought down at the one yard line. A 64 yard catch and run.
0: Impressive play by the Hempfield Black Knights.
2: But P.J. Poole, he's been the one man wrecking crew. Boland in the gun. Portalatin latin behind him, fakes the handoff. It's going to be a QB keeper to the left, but he can't get the goal line. Stopped for no gain.
0: Rather shocked we didn't see a flag there. I definitely saw an Exeter player jump over the line.
2: A few others that are out on the playing field for the defense for Exeter right now. Brandon Weller, the 5'10", 175-pound freshman linebacker. Troy Good, 5'10", 155. He's a sophomore linebacker. Waiting for Hemfield to break the huddle. They finally do. 5'40 to go here in the third. So Boland will be in the gun. Single receivers right and left. It's going to be a quarterback keeper to the right this time. Nothing doing. Wow, The defensive line is stout. Kevin Oswald on one side there. Troy Good the other. So Exeter front four coming up strong on first and second down. Looks like it could even be a little bit of a loss, maybe a, a loss of one. So third and goal, push the ball back to the two.
0: This referee in the backfield looks like he's struggling today, Darren.
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll take him, as we say in our varsity broadcast, we'll take him a Snickers. <laughs> so Boland will be in the gun. He's got sidecar right. That's the running back, Caldwell. Single receivers right and left. Here's the snap. He's got it, he's rolling right, he's looking for Poole, throws it to the outside, oh, Poole okay. makes a nice diving catch. He's got it for the touchdown.
0: Dude, that was beautiful pass, beautiful catch.
2: P.J. Poole lays out one of those inside-out moves. Nice throw by Bolin, putting it only where P.J. Poole could get it. And it's a touchdown
0: exactly where they needed it to be and I'll tell you what really really nice
2: so Bisco lining it up for the pat Charlie Williams will hold Jaden Weir tried to time it on the left-hand side he goes offside so they'll move it one yard closer
0: half the distance down
2: exactly which is one yard (laughs) we'll see will they just go for the PAT here apparently they will thought sometimes when you get the penalty you'll decide to go for the two point conversion but not in JV I don't know so Bisco waiting for the snap
0: maybe need to work on the kicking game
2: it's down his foot's through it and it's good 4.36 to go here in the third. The Black Knights 14, the Eagles 7. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere now else. let's get I back don't... to the game of the Exeter Sports 7-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's mikedragoSports.com.
0: Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Even I make mistakes, Darren.
2: I wasn't even going to acknowledge it. 147 <laughs> Hemfield. <laughs> Hemfield Getting a glimpse of what their future, we talk about Exeter's future. Hemfield certainly has a future here as well. Aiden Boland, P.J. Poole, both sophomores. Boland showing the strength that he has in his arm. Here's the kickoff. It's a little pooch to the left side. It's picked up at the 29-yard line, running along the sideline, getting to about the 45 Zumar Boston on the return took an, a shot over on the far side. So they mark it at the 44 of Exeter, and that's where they'll take over first and 10.
0: Yes, Darren, to echo your comments and uh, possibly amplify them a little more. I was thinking through uh, the first half, eh, I, I don't like what I see from Hempfield for our Exeter Eagles over the next few years that don't like it.
2: They they certainly will have an offense, no doubt about that. So we come out to start. This one, the snap goes through the hands of Patrick Payne. He's able to get it, but then ultimately a trio plus of Hemfield players are able to corral him. It's a huge loss about 15.
0: Very odd angle for the snap. It seemed to go straight up.
2: Well, second and 26 is the call with the ball on the 28-yard line. It was a high snap that Payne couldn't control. He's in the gun. Zumar Boston behind him. It's going to be... Him on the handoff, there's not a whole lot of room in the middle trying to run off left guard. Bring it up to the 29-yard line, so just a gain of one. It's going to be third and long. Jerry always hurts when you have, whether it be a penalty or something like that, when on first down... You're losing 10 and 15 yards, certainly difficult in order to get it back and make the drive anything positive.
0: Well, sure. Take out the shovel and keep digging yourself a hole eventually. It's going to bite you.
2: Payne's going to be in the gun. He's got Zumar Boston to his right. Two receivers right, one left. There's the snap. Comes to the near side to Jaden Ware. He makes the grab. At the 37, tries to make a move around the defender, Portalatin, but nothing doing. Uses the sideline to his advantage, gets him out at the 41-yard line. So it's a 12-yard gain, still fourth and about 13.
0: We're shrugged off one Black Knight, but uh, there was another one right behind him. Wrote him out of bounds.
2: So fourth and 13, ball on the 41. Robbie Gaston in to punt it away. P.J. Poolback stands at his own 33. Now he backs up a little bit more. It's a nice kick. It'll land at the 31, takes an exeter bounce. Goes inside the 20, it'll stop at about the 16-yard line, and that's where Hemfield will take over, first and 10.
0: Nicely done, Robbie Gaston.
2: Yeah, got that one away. Gave him a nice roll. The old inside the 20 stat padded there for Robbie Gaston. It helps, of course.
0: Especially when you're facing a potent offense like this. These guys can put it up in the air.
2: 2.29 to go here in the third. Ball just placed on the 16. Hempfield breaks the huddle. Boland will be in the gun. He'll have Logan Pinnell, sidecar left. Two receivers right, two left. Here's the snap. Quick fire to the left, it's an inside slant. He hits his receiver at the 21-yard line. He'll get across the 25 to the 26. It'll be a 10-yard catch and a first down. Take a look Um, to see if it was, they're gonna say it was Charlie Williams on the catch. They're going to call it, okay, first down. They need to change uh, the down marker on the far side. So first and 10 with the ball on the 27-yard line. Bolin fakes the handoff. He's trying to run around left end. There's not a whole lot there. Maybe give him a yard. It'll be second and long. it stop. Canfield trying to use the RPO, put it in the belly of the running back and the QB takes it back, but nice job on the right side of Exeter's defense. Good discipline, they hold the line. It's a short gain, second and long. So Boland in the gun. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Here's the snap. There's a jump in the middle of the line from Exeter. We'll see if this is an offside on the defense. Or did somebody jump in the interior part of the line for Hemfield? Nope, it's going to be on Exeter. So walk five off there. And a second and nine becomes a manageable second and four. Probably the fifth or sixth penalty on Exeter thus far. Hetfield breaks the huddle. Boland will be in the gun. He'll have side guard to his left. Single receivers left and right. Here's the snap. Gives the handoff to the right side. There's some room to run. Getting out to the 40-yard line is going to be number 64, Logan Pinnell, a 5'9", 155-pound sophomore. So he's got plenty of yardage for the first down, bringing it out to the 40-yard line. Clock at 15 seconds, looks like Hempfield is willing to let that run out. So we will move to the fourth. It's Hempfield 14, Exeter 7. We'll be back with the fourth quarter action after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at 5 points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind riley martinez and you can listen to me throw more touchdowns all season long on
2: exeter sports network and indeed you do see if you're here in the stadium or you're listening to us riley martinez throwing touchdown passes may they be to Jaden zandier or zach zandier or genuine stutzman
0: riley's the man
2: indeed so Aiden Boland comes out in the gun.
0: I don't know where that happened, Darren.
2: That's all right. Sounds good. Sounds awesome. Logan Pinnell will get the handoff. He'll be running right. There's not a whole lot there. He might get two. It'll be second and long. So, Hempfield gathers the huddle. Exeter awaits for them over the ball. Sun peeking through yet again. Predominantly overcast, but again, a gorgeous day for football. Boland will be in the gun. He'll have Pinnell to his left. Trips left. Here's the snap. He'll hand it off to Pinnell. He'll try to run off the right side. There's not a whole lot there maybe another couple yards. It'll be third and six. Bring the ball out to the 43-yard line. Exeter
0: defense built a wall there.
2: The defensive line doing a nice job. Boland and the Hemfield passing attack are have what has done the damage thus far. So Boland in the gun. Pinnell will be sidecar left. Two receivers right, two to the left. Here's the snap. He's dropping straight back. He's looking left the whole way. He fires it over the head of his intended receiver, Logan Dougherty, a 5'9", 150-pound sophomore. That is incomplete. And we'll... Look to see as far as what Hemfield is going to do. Looks like they're going to kick it away.
0: It does look like that. First kick of the day, yes?
2: There First was punt. maybe for Hemfield.
0: Yes, for Hemfield. Yeah. This is one of those things. Actually,
2: that, that was a turnover on down.
0: No, it's 4th and seven. Was, oh,
2: okay. You know what? I didn't see the kicker back there. I think he was blended in with the zebra, and that's what I missed. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. All right, so the kick is away. Bisco has it in the air. It hits at the 29-yard line. It takes a Hemfield bounce coming all the way back out to the 37. See, I would call that an Exeter bounce. It was an Exeter bounce. I meant to say, yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) you just have to acknowledge you screwed up.
0: Sometimes the words just don't come Darren. Well,
2: you know, they're there. You just forget them. So, indeed, it was an Exeter bounce. It hits at the 29 bounces towards Hemfield, ending up at the 37-yard line.
0: Yeah, man. Take that.
2: So I think Patrick Payne is out there now. He's in the gun, he's got Zumar Boston to his right. Single receivers right and left. Roll right, tries to hit his receiver on the far side. This is actually Jacob Hafer. It's incomplete
0: ball's a little low a little trying to pick it up out of the grass
2: that's right he has skipped it in there so incomplete it'll be second down
0: what will we call that a donovan McNabb special he always threw it low didn't
2: he did he
0: i think oh you're you're, that's right you're a redskins i was gonna say if i was
2: an eagles fan i'd comment on it but i'm not so you wouldn't know that that's right You follow actually actually Donovan McNabb did play for the Redskins for a few years so that's right uh, toward the end of his career
0: and he sucked then too
2: yeah well so Jacob hafer in the gun he's got a power <laughs> eye to his right boston has it he's looking to bounce it out to the left side he Ooh. shakes a, a tackler brings it to the near side There's room to run, still on his feet. In fact, it's not Zumar Boston, it's Lakin Ortiz, a 5'6", 132 pound sophomore. He tried to bounce it left. There was nothing there, brought it all the way to the near side of the field, found some running room, all the way into Black Knight's territory to the 39 yard line.
0: What we missed in that was that after he went around left, Doubled back around, came to the right. Great block by Hafer. To keep him from getting caught in the backfield.
2: So Hafer in the gun. He's got Weaver inside of him. Gonna roll left, he's looking to fire it deep. Throws it up there. Oh, Oh, incomplete inside the 10, but a flag flies. So which way is
0: this one going to go?
2: This will go against Hemfield. Will it? Yeah, this is this is one where P.J. Poole, the defender, was pretty much looking at the receiver, throwing his hands up and running into him. Okay. So Jaden Ware trying to pull in the deep ball on the 10-yard mm-hmm. line on the far side at the numbers. He had a chance, but it fell incomplete. No, nah. no.
0: Interference no, on action. That's actually, why I asked. They're
2: going to call it offensive. Yeah,
0: that's why I asked because that's, that's I didn't. A, I, I really didn't see any contact by by the Hempfield player.
2: Well, that's that's an interesting call because at that point, Jaden Ware is facing the ball and trying to make a move to the ball. The flag thrown very late.
0: Call may have been based on something that happened ten yards up.
2: Yes. It, it could have been, but, again, typically not that late. That The flag was thrown as they were jostling for position inside the ten.
0: Perhaps the referee needs a Snickers bar.
2: That is a possibility. <laughs> Appar- well, here we go. Let me call this first. So we're 747 of the 4th. Hafer in the gun. Here's a toss to the near side. It's going to be Ortiz. He'll get across the 50. Ortiz took a a high hit out of bounds. So they bring the ball into Black Knight's territory at the 47. It's a seven-yard run. Still brings up second and long. Second and 18 to be exact. Exeter breaks the huddle. Jake Hafer will be in the gun. Ortiz will be sidecar left. There's a receiver to the left and to the right. Here's the snap. Quick fire out to the left side, but it's air mailed. It goes over Jaden Ware's head. So it's incomplete where does he up third shot long. At that one sorry Darren no sometimes that's where maybe some adrenaline not sure but uh, you're, you're fired up to throw it and it sails on you Hafer comes 14, in from seven. the sideline with the play
0: we got 14 seven 737 left indeed we do third and 18
2: Exeter We'll give you scores from this prior weekend after this play. Hafer in the gun, takes the snap drop straight back. It's a blitz off the right side. He's being chased. He's able to hit Jaden Ware in the near side at the numbers. He's weaving his way into Black Knight territory. He might have gotten the first down, see. We'll see where the mark is, and indeed he will. Nice. Nice job, Jacob Hafer. Running around a little bit, able to evade a defender coming off the right end unscathed, untouched. So he was able to juke him out, get some extra time, hits Jaden Ware on the near side at the numbers. And Jaden runs deep into Black Knight territory, picking up the first down at the 28-yard line.
0: There was nobody within six or seven yards of Jaden Ware at that
2: point. Nope. Nice job coming back to the QB on that situation. So Hafer, this is going to be a quarterback keeper. He's going to run off to the left side. He can't get to the 25-yard line. So they'll mark it at the 26. It'll be a gain of two. Call it second and eight. So scores from this past weekend will give you the whole rundown. Cedar Crest 48, McCaskey 6. Manheim Township blanked Reading 41-0. Wilson beat Penn Manor 24-6. It was Manheim Central 47. Exeter's opponent in the coming week, Conestoga Valley 14. Governor Mifflin 45, 11-0. Warwick trounced Muhlenberg 64-7. We'll have the rest of the scores after this play. Hafer will be in the gun. Ortiz will be sidecar right. Single receivers left and right. There's the snap. He drops. He's rolling to his right. Fires right. It's in the air. Going up trying to make the grab was Braylon Reinert, but a nice play by the defensive back, able to jar it loose. So it's incomplete. It'll bring up third and eight. Solanco beat Daniel Boone, 48-27. Elizabeth Elizabethtown, I think this was in double OT, it could have been. It beat Fleetwood 33 26. Effort, it took Twin Valley 52 33. Burks Catholic, a last minute touchdown to beat Octorera 22 19. Cacalico Blank Donegal 37 0. And Lampeter Stroudsburg 49, Elko 0. We'll finish up the scores after this play. Hafer will be in the gun. He's got Ortiz behind him. Fakes the handoff, he's rolling right. He's looking, he's looking, he's looking. He fires over the middle. He hits nice. Jaden Ware inside the Oh-ho. 10-yard line. Actually, it was Justin Prizer. Nice run across the field. Prizer started on the left side. and Came all the way across the field. Nice throw. Right on by Jake Hafer, therein. that's right. Drilled him with it, gets it to the eight yard line where it's first and goal. Hafer will come out of the huddle in the gun. He'll have word, actually, Zumor Boston to his right. It's going to be a quarterback keeper. He's going to get inside the five. They're going to mark him down. Looks like maybe right at the five if we're looking across.
1: Hey,
0: so, Air over the
2: five. So just inside the five. So give him about three yards on it. He followed Zumar Boston into the hole on a quarterback keeper. Hafer's got the call from the sideline. Breaks the huddle. Two receivers right. He'll be in the gun. Zumar will be behind him. I would not be surprised if Zumar doesn't get this one. Indeed he does. He's running left. He's got the inside. And a touchdown for Exeter. Nice. 4.57 to go here in the fourth. Exeter within a PAT to tie this game up. So, Zumar Boston on the five yard touchdown run. I was surprised they didn't actually run it with him the first time, instead, trying the quarterback keeper. Needless to say, goes around left end, punches it in. Here's the PAT. Franick has it up and it is good. 4.57 to go here in the fourth. We are tied at 14. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
0: The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal Marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale.
2: This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Robbie Gaston puts the ball on the tee at the 40. He walks it off. Back deep. For Hempfield will be Kyrell Lewis, P.J. Poole. Robbie approaches the ball. Puts his foot into it. It's going to come down at the 20-yard line. Running far right is Poole. He'll get the 40. Poole, a one-man wrecking crew today. A flag comes in late. So we'll see as far as what that is. Actually, I think the return, it wasn't Poole. It was actually Lewis. But we'll see. As far as the penalty, Hempfield seems to be walking back. I don't know. They're going to walk it off. Well, we're going to wait. It's one of those. You always start talking, and who knows?
0: <laughs> it goes the other way.
2: <laughs> the 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 official is just running as if he's the player. I think he's gonna come over and talk to an Exeter coach as to what they want to do here. Oh, he's just giving him the ball. So I think they were getting the official explanation. So it was a personal foul against Hempfield. The ball was out over the 45. They take it all the way back to the 31-yard line. And that's where Hempfield has it, first and ten.
0: Like to see a fumble here and an interception, Darren.
2: Boland in the gun. Again, uh, another problem in the backfield, but nice job taking a look. Andre Osborne getting back there. Again, a problem between the snap with the QB. Boland and the running back, Portalatin. They've had a few oh issues there. It's almost like Portalatin just a little quick on the jump, and they seem to bump into each other a little bit, not really sure where that timing is.
0: Yeah, that snap was a pinch, a pinch low, Darren.
2: So Boland in the gun, Portal sidecar left, two receivers left, two to the right, here's the snap. He drops back, looks left, fires left, almost picked off by Jaden Ware. A quick fire to the left at the hash marks, trying to hit Lewis. Jaden Ware read it all the way, tried to go over top and make a pick. Couldn't quite get there, but nice play incomplete.
0: Two plays, distinct possibility of turnovers there, Darren.
2: You were calling for a a turnover, almost got it.
0: I'm willing it.
2: So incomplete. Third down. And 15. Boland will be in the gun. port will be sidecar left. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. There's the snap. He's looking right, looking right. He fires. He hits Poole. Poole makes a man miss on the far side. And we'll see where they mark it. It's right at the sticks. It'll be a first down. Nice play, Poole, over there. Yep. They went to him. It was a f- quick five-yard pass on the far side. He's able to make a man miss right at the sideline. Goes up to the 41, and it's a first down for Hemfield.
0: I'm going to remember to name P.J. Poole for the next uh, couple, three years.
2: Indeed, we will. First and 10 from the 41. Boland in the gun. Portalatin sidecar right, single receiver left and right. And here's a There's jump five. offside by Exeter. Did it again. Bolin does a nice job with using a hard count. That's the third time that Exeter's jumped offside.
0: And the second time that I heard the grunt that made it happen.
2: Give him credit. Yeah.
0: He's working it.
2: It'll be first and five. Move the ball out to the 46 yard line. We're under four minutes to go here in the fourth. We're tied at 14. Boland in the gun. Portalatin will be behind him. Single receivers right and left. Here's a handoff going to the right. He's able to get the 50. It'll be close to another first down, depending on the spot. Indeed, it is. And another first down for Hemfield. Mm. Five yards on the carry into Exeter territory at the 49.
0: Three and a half left in the game.
2: Hemfield in the huddle, Exeter awaits. I'd be in no
0: rush to
2: get to the line, would you? Absolutely not, so Bolin will be in the gun. His backfield mate will be Caldwell. It's a low snap, he gets it to Caldwell, but there's not a whole lot there. That low snap didn't help things. It took Boland a little bit just getting the ball to him. So give him a yard at best. It'll be second and nine. Yeah. Certainly a low snap throws the timing off of everything. Caldwell has to take a slower step before he can accelerate.
0: Exeter defense has been good on first and second down. They've been dropping it on third.
2: Hempfield skill players on the ends. The wide receivers have been doing a great job, especially, like we'll mention, in P.J. Poole. So Boland will be in the gun. Two receivers right and left. Single setback. Here's the snap. Drops straight back. He looks left. Now he's going to fire it deep. Jaden Ware, nice job. Yes. And he's able to yes. get the interception. No, no. They're going to say it's an interception from Jaden Ware on the left-hand side at the numbers at the 25. So, Jaden, it was an underthrown ball. He comes back for it. His feet slip out from under him while he's reaching back for it. But instead of the ball hitting the ground, he's able to pop it up a little bit, gets control of it while laying on his back, and it's an Exeter turnover.
0: Great concentration by Jaden Ware, Darren. Great concentration to keep that alive.
2: All right, it's a Hempfield turnover for Exeter's favor. So 2.14 to go. Tied at 14, a big turnover. There you go. You willed it into existence. Thank me, Darren. The varsity football team joining their counterparts on the sideline to watch the final 2.14. Here's Hafer rolling left, rolling left, looking. There's nothing there. Decides to finally tuck it in. He gets ridden out of bounds by Brayden Eby. It'll be a short gain. Yes, indeed,
0: Darren, as you said, the varsity team's out there. I see that monster Logan Wegman out there. See the McConnell brothers.
2: So it looks like a four-yard run. As Hafer was rolling left, it looked like he wanted to come all the way across, but it wasn't there, so he decided to tuck it. Again, the short gain of four. Second and six. 2.04 on the clock. Exeter breaks the huddle. Hafer will be in the gun. He'll have a power eye aside of him. Here's a handoff. Coming to the near side, it's Ortiz trying to get the 30 yard line, but there's nothing there. Give him one. Probably. If if you're going to get to that point, yeah, they barely give him the 30-yard line. So call it third and about five. Ball marked there at the 29-yard line. So indeed third and five. Exeter breaks the huddle. Hafer will be in the gun. Here's the snap. It's going to be a toss to... Taking a look, I think Oof. Weaver trying to run to the left side. There's absolutely nothing there. Nice job, Hemfield, on the right side of the line and the linebackers. It'll be a loss of maybe one. It'll bring up fourth and seven.
0: All or nothing here, Darren?
2: 106 to go. There's a timeout on the field. We're tied at 14. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Musso's Italian restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network.
2: Indeed, Exeter will go for it on fourth down. Zumar Boston will be sidecar right to Hafer. Single receivers right and left, there's the snap. He's rolling left, fires. He makes the completion at the 35-yard line to Jaden Ware. It's a first down. So nice play there to pick up the first down running clock were under a minute to go. Hafer comes in from the sideline with the play. Here's Hafer with the snap. Drops straight back, he's looking, he's firing it deep. It falls incomplete. He had a defender in his face so the ball didn't come out cleanly. Ends up falling to the turf at around the 43 yard line of Hempfield. So incomplete. 35.9 on the clock.
0: Hempfield's number 68, of whom we do not have a name. (laughs) Pulled his hands, his arms together as though he thought he was going to get an interference
2: penalty. Exeter breaks the huddle. Hayfer will be in the gun. Zumar Boston will be to his right. Justin Prizer to the right. Jaden Ware to the left as the wideouts. Here's a quick throw over to Jaden Ware. It's too far. It was a quick out. But it's incomplete. It'll bring up third down. So you're in a situation here, Jerry. 32 seconds. If you're going to, it's it's got to be certainly using the clock. Got to be your quick outs. It's got to be a sideline pass. Yep. Or the go all out. Well, that is true. You throw something over the middle. Uh, it's of course got to be deep. Yep. Throw it over the middle. Clock runs. Got to be a sure thing. He's in the gun takes the snap, drops straight back. He's throwing it deep. That's what they're doing. Looking for Justin Priser. Priser gets knocked down. They're not going to throw a flag. They should have thrown a flag in this situation, but guess what? Under a minute to go. It's called swallow the flag. It's a it's a game that Somehow. officials play. Cuz Justin Priser got mauled while that ball was in the air. The Hempfield player literally pushed him. The the Hempfield player even (laughs) looked right at the official and said, it wasn't me. Needless to say, yeah, that that call won't happen. Oh, mama mia. Much like in the Jets-Eagles game yesterday, there were a couple calls, I suppose, if you're listening to Eagle fans that happened toward the end of that game that went against them and they were screaming for it, but it was under a minute to go, and... No way they're being called. So Hafer's in the gun. He's going to roll right. He's looking. He's looking. Fires it deep. Looking for Jaden Ware. It's incomplete. The closest one to it was a Hemfield defender, which would have been Logan Dougherty, but he couldn't bring it in. It's incomplete. It'll bring up fourth down.
0: Here's my question to you. Well, that was the turnover,
1: Darren.
2: Oh, was that? Okay, that was the fourth down play.
0: Yeah. So here's my question to you. Yes. The varsity team is down on the field. Yes. Are they going to play overtime?
2: I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't think they play overtime at the JV level. Field is needed. No. Yeah, we're, we're getting it confirmed that there is no OT at the JV level. So here we go, 17.9 on the clock, turnover on downs, the ball on the Eagles, 35, Boland in the gun. There's the snap, he's rolling left, he's looking, he's looking, being chased. He's dragged down inbounds. They call timeout, 9.1 on the clock. Boland was looking downfield, but nice job by the secondary. Justin Prizer, Jaden Ware. Taking a look, who else was there? Lakin Ortiz, as well as Dylan Donate. So timeout, 9.1 to go. Here's a situation where I don't know if Hemfield has a kicker or not. But if they do, you're probably looking the ball marked at the 30-yard line right now. They probably have to get to at least, I'll say the 20. That's still a 37-yard field goal. Darren,
0: you have what to lose by trying? Well, that's down as a tie, or you win.
2: That's that's going to be the big key, and obviously at JV, I don't even think they keep records at JV. They've changed some of those rules and regulations in P.I.A.A. as yeah. to at what level you actually start keeping records.
0: Yeah, well, you, you heard me say before the game. I, I looked on Max Preps for something, and there's just no information on Exeter JV. Yeah, so I, why did he even put a listing
2: there? Yeah, I don't actually agree with it. I think at JV, go ahead and put the records out there, but Agreed. it's where we are. All right, so bowling in the gun. He's going to roll right. He's got three receivers on the right. He's looking, he's looking. He takes a shot, tries to get it to his receiver at the 25 on the far side. It's incomplete. 3.2 seconds on the clock. Good pressure shot. against him. Boland, that is, forcing him to get rid of the ball a little bit too soon. One
0: more shot, there.
2: Time for one more play. Certainly a well fought battle, 14 all to this point. Indeed. Waiting for Hemfield to come back into the huddle. I'll tell you what, if there was a play clock, delay would be an understatement. <laughs> So Boland will come out in the gun. He'll have two receivers to the right, one to the left. P.J. Poole, the one to worry about, is far right. Jaden Ware on him. He drops back. He's looking. He's looking. He's firing, and he lofts it up. They go after it. It falls incomplete. And that's going to be the ball game. That was very entertaining, Darren. Very entertaining game. We battle to a 14-14 all tie between the Hempfield Black Knights and your Exeter Eagles. We'll be back with some post-game comments. After these messages, you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. (laughs)
3: To read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper, now you can find Mike Drago's stories in a new format on mikedragosports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For 4 decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at mikedragosports.com. Read feature stories about Burks county's top players, coaches and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today.
0: Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network.
2: Well, Jerry, as we wrap up today's game, 14-14 tie. Again, no overtime at the JV level, but... Certainly to take a look at how this game progressed. PJ Poole, we talked about him a lot for Hemfield. Indeed. He was the one to get the scoring started for Hemfield, a fifty nine yard catch and run, which made the catch, made a number of individuals miss and got it into the end zone. So they in the first quarter at the four fifty six mark, Hemfield seven nothing. But much like the varsity Give the JVs credit as well, because they came back, they matched the score. Braylon Reiner gets the five-yard touchdown pass, and that says a lot when you can match that score, and at that point you're saying, we can play with these guys.
0: Right, exactly, and uh, play with them they did. And I, I think that what we saw on both sides, both Exeter and Hempfield, is that we got some competitive games coming in the future for the next
2: two, three years. We absolutely do. You can certainly see as far as, and again, the level of, you take a look at Boland, the quarterback for Hempfield, again, following in Jackson Landis' footsteps. Uh, We saw Jackson Landis throw the ball over the place Friday night against Exeter. Yes, he did. So certainly Hempfield has that set up for a few years to come. So we move to the second half where 7-7 score at halftime. And guess what? There's P.J. Poole again coming up with a three-yard pass from Boland. It was a nice play. Threw it to the outside. He stretches for it and puts Hemfield up 14-7 at that point.
0: Darren, it was a great pass and a great catch. He put that in a place where nobody else could have gotten it, put it right in the hands of his receiver, and beautiful, just absolutely beautiful.
2: So 14-7 Hemfield at that point, and here's where... Exeter puts together an 84-yard drive. It was a mix as far as running and pass plays. Ultimately, Zumar Boston getting the five-yard touchdown run at the 4:57 mark of the third in order to tie it at 14. But again, we talk about every time, Jerry, that Hempfield had a score, Exeter had an answer.
0: Yeah, and refreshing to see because... uh yeah, I I I don't know about the psyche of a younger football player. And it might be even a little easier that once you get down to stay down. These guys didn't. They just lowered their heads. They went in and tied the game.
2: So we're going to give a little rundown as we talked about in our pregame. The reason we do this is to show some love, of course, to the players because Indeed. especially at the JV level, it's not necessarily you'll hear something from the PA announcer. But as far as something maybe a broadcast that they can listen to later on yep. uh, and hear their name. So let's give some shout-outs to the players that we saw in today's game. And hopefully as we go through this, we won't miss anybody. So we'll we'll do the best that we can here. But Jaden Ware, Justin Prizer, Patrick Payne, Jacob Hafer, Aiden Rhodes, Jacob Frannick, Dylan Donate, Lakin Ortiz, Zumar Boston, Idris Weaver, Brandon Weller, Robbie Gaston, Richie Orfield, taking a look here, Andre Osborne, Aiden Riking, Troy Good, Israel Rivera, Chase Zandir, Matt Liss, Kevin Oswald, Aven Acuna, Eric Davidheiser, Elijah Moore, Josh Liss, Landon Garretson, Taking a look, uh, Braylon Reiner, probably David Tasker. Hopefully we didn't miss anybody, but we wanted to obviously promote as far as, again, this is, this is Exeter. This is the future of Exeter. And the reason that we did today's game was to promote what Exeter has to offer. And, Jerry, as we saw, the future's bright.
0: Indeed it is. And uh, this was such a fun thing to do i I, i'm glad that uh, a couple of the parents brought it up to me and said why don't you do a jv game and i say thank you for coming and doing it
2: my pleasure absolutely my pleasure you know again the reason we do it and i know we continue to go back and harp on it but our job here is to promote these incredible athletes that exeter has and when we're able to do that for you that's what we're all about
0: that's right that's what it's about it's about these kids
2: it absolutely is all right well jerry i think that darren very quickly one more thing
0: if you want to stick around and call a girl's soccer game we could do that because there's one warming up on the field that was a joke of course that
2: that could be interesting although one of my daughters did play soccer and i've oh here we go i've tried to become A fan of the Premier League. Did I say it right? You did not. It's Ah, Premier. Dang it. You know. Emphasis first syllable. I quit. Premier. I quit. Premier. Premier League. Premier League. League. Yeah, whatever. Get right there. All right. Well, as the soccer team apparently (laughs) prepares, the girls' soccer team, for a game this afternoon, uh, we will wrap it up from here. Let's tell you about, again, Friday night. We will be. At Conestoga Valley,
0: yes, we will. The
2: Buckskins, and it is going to be one heck of a game. Conestoga Valley, obviously at the top of Section Two as well. So between Week Nine, Week Ten, as you know, Coach Bauer goes one week at a time. We got to go one and O this week. It's a big week,
0: indeed. So uh, today, I stopped in at uh, Sneaker Villa to say hello to Rob Miller, manager over there. And Carter Redding's dad was in there. And the three of us had a chat about the game this week. And uh, Mr. Redding s- asked me, like, like, what do you think? And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm happy that that Exeter got a game from Hempfield that made them really pay attention to what they are. And now this will be the next test. And I Conestoga Valley is going to give them a game, Darren.
2: Absolutely. Conestoga Valley, if I can say it right, Conestoga Valley, they'll come into the game 3-1 and one in league play, 6-2 and two overall. They've scored 225 points while giving up only 115. That's not terrible. <laughs> no, it's not. And when you take a look at the individual stats that they've got, Jaden Johnson, is their big man on campus. He's got 93 carries, 686 yards. It's a 7.38 average, 11 touchdowns. So they are going to come ready for Bear. Uh, Even on the receiving side, 14 catches, 347 yards, six TDs, averaging 25 yards a catch. So he is responsible for 17 touchdowns. And you take a look at their record, who they've beaten, who they've lost to. Uh, the last couple weeks, they lost to Mannheim Central last week, 47-14. They beat Governor Mifflin the week prior, 24-7, Lebanon 56-6. Solanco, they blanked them 31 nothing. and Warwick, they beat 19-7. We saw an impressive Warwick team a yes, few indeed, weeks we ago. Yes, so we just goes to show you that Friday night's game will be big and – Exeter will have to bring their A-game because Conestoga Valley certainly will. And they
0: were beaten this week by
2: Exeter's Week 10 opponent, mm-hmm.
0: Mannheim Central. And you can bet that Manheim Central is going to be measuring themselves up against Exeter based on what they do this Friday night.
2: It'll all get started 645 here on the Exeter Sports Network. Friends, we played to a 14 all-tie with the Hempfield Black Knights this afternoon in Rifton. We thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you Friday night here on the Exeter Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great afternoon. God bless.
0: Thank you for joining us for Exeter Football on the Exeter Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by the new Birdies Inn, located at five points in Exeter, MikeDragoSports.com the best high school sports coverage in Berks County and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale Join us next week when the Eagles travel to Lancaster to take on the Conestoga Valley Buckskins. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media Good night